The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages with Rare Gem Productions. Learn more at SuccessfulMarriages.org. And here are your hosts, the doctor and the missus, Marissa Q. Payne and Dr. James Payne. Welcome back to a very special Thanksgiving episode of Life, Love, and Leadership with Dr. James and Marissa Q. Payne. I'm Marissa Q. Payne. And I'm Dr. James Payne. And we're super excited to have you with us for another thrilling episode of Life, Love, and Leadership. Yay! Happy Thanksgiving, baby! (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, my love. So we are very fortunate today. We have some special guests in the studio with us. Yes. Would you like to introduce yourself or shall I introduce you? Let's have you introduce us. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I want to see what you have to say about us. Oh, this ought to be good. So it's Thanksgiving edition, everybody. So everybody knows that we are what we call empty nest-ish. So our um, college students are home for the holidays and our oldest who is already hashtag adulting is joining us. So we're excited. The house is full of noise again. And we have our three young adult children with us today. (laughs) Welcome, 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 welcome. So this ought to be good. Really, really good. So, um, Jewel, hi. Hi. So Jewel is our only daughter. She's also the middle child. So what what does that mean? It means I had a very conflicting childhood. (laughs) So middle children are often forgotten about. Right. Left in the dust, alone. Often, except... Except that I'm the only girl. Right. So, it balances out a little bit, but, you know. Which is really nice, because I always say all of my kids are special, because I have my firstborn, my only girl, and my baby. Mm. So, nobody had to choose. So, it was like, that's great, right? But it wasn't enough for you. It was not enough, because I still am very jealous <laughs> of everything all the time. I don't understand why anyone would ever put any attention not on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Right. And firstborn, what is it like being firstborn of, so lots and lots of people have heard so much. Why are you playing with blocks in the middle of us taping the podcast? Sorry. <laughs> This is not to the firstborn. This is the youngest. And I'm just like, what is that noise? Excuse me while I take this from him. Sorry. (laughs) Back to you, Jordan. (laughs) So we have talked a lot about our story and how, you know, tumultuous things were in our relationship in the early days. And you were there from the beginning, albeit an infant, Um, But you've been with us for as long as we've been together, essentially. Actually, you were there from the start. So um, first, welcome to the show. What do you have to say about growing up pain? Uh, Good to be here. I don't know. This is the only family that I have. (laughs) Are you sure about that? (laughs) So so is it normal? Uh, Yeah, I would say it's pretty normal. (laughs) <laughs> we'll take it. Are you normal? No. <laughs> and then there's the youngest. 
Um, who is Joshua? Joshua, you are the youngest. What's it like growing up paying as the youngest? Um, you know, for most of my life, I was looking up to my older brother and sister, and I was like, oh, well, I'll never be where they are, because once I'm in seventh grade, like, they'll be in ninth grade, and they'll be two years better than me, mm. and they'll always be two years better than me. So I grew Both up with, of them two years? Or well, I'm a little confused <laughs> by the math. Well, it was just mostly, <laughs> it was mostly Jewel, because I followed her everywhere, uh-huh. from, like, schools to theater to choir to everything. Okay. Like, until college. Um, when you finally got a life yeah. and stopped trying to be me. Well, <laughs> junior, it was junior. Yeah. So I grew up with a chip on my shoulder to be better than my sister. This is hilarious because they are making so many physical mannerisms and nobody can see and you. And that's why you need to put the podcast on video. Like this whatever post <laughs> if you think the podcast should be put on video. That's when I would watch it. Like, for real. That, that was actually... I'm sorry. I interrupted. So, let me let you finish your growing up pain perspective. Okay, good. Because then my next question is, do y'all listen to the podcast? No. I used to. I did used to listen to the podcast. I actually used to briefly, very briefly write show notes for the podcast. Um, I don't listen to the podcast anymore. I'm sorry to say it. I don't listen to it. I still think you guys should listen to it. <laughs> I, I appreciate I the love. Oh, okay, so you promote it, but you don't listen to it yourself. There right. are some things that you don't need to hear your parents talk about. Oh, okay, okay. So I was going to say, are you guys not in relationships? Like, why wouldn't you? I don't understand. I'm not in a relationship. I'm not. I, quite legitimately, I only don't watch it because there's not a video format. Oh, but you didn't deny whether you was in a relationship I, I, or not. But I'm saying like you have you're you are interact you on Tinder and like stuff like so or some some of y'all on Tinder. Oh, I shouldn't say that, should I? You can say Tinder. It's oh. okay. It's not a bad word. I mean, I know it's not a bad <laughs> word. I'm just saying like, you know, it's a global podcast, so I don't want like everybody oh, like yeah. looking you up cuz now you yeah. famous. So you can't actually, <laughs> there is no search feature, so we're, okay. so we're good there. <laughs> I don't know that I would classify us as being famous after this appearance, so once again, we're good. Holiday edition, we thought you would let, we would let you in. Um, okay, so Jordan, do you listen to the podcast? I do not. Have you heard one episode of the podcast? I have not. Okay, oh. so oldest son is traumatized emotionally, don't mind telling the world about it, and does not listen to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, emptiness-ish. Um, just wanted to let you know that. Okay, so since you don't listen to the podcast, and apparently you don't want to um, learn the nuggets that your parents have about life, love, and leadership, let me ask you directly. What do you think you've learned about life, love, or leadership from your parents? My parents have a very, um, I'll just use this podcast for an example. Like they, uh, they just, they see something they want to do and they just do it. And I think that is great. Make shift happen. Yes. I'll go. 
Yeah, so I feel like my parents have a really, like, bad habit of turning every conversation that they have with us, finding a way to, like, twist it into a life lesson. So, like, all the nuggets and all the lessons that you guys are getting, I've been hearing them since I could comprehend the English language. (laughs) So, it's not, I don't really feel like I need to listen to the podcast, but it's, it's got some good nuggets in there, you know. I'm not gonna lie. So you feel like you've lived the podcast. I literally was there for every story on oh, the podcast. Like, okay. I don't think you answered the question though. The question was, what have you learned from your parents about life or life, love, or leadership? Like, what's one thing you've learned from us about life, love, or leadership? Pick a topic. Okay. Um, I think. The leadership one is the most easily identifiable, like Jordan said. I feel like you guys both are very, um, like, on your grind and just doing whatever you want. Um, I remember, like, back in my childhood when you were starting, what was it way back then? Like, the pain Pain free? Mm -hmm. Whatever. Like, so many meetings at the Olive Garden. Like, (laughs) it would be me, mom, and dad sitting at, like, dinner, and they'd out their business plans and I just sit there I was like 10 years old like coming up with like marketing strategies where I had no business on a napkin but you know I just always seen like that grind and that push to like make your dreams come true (laughs) (laughs) got it Joshua young Josh what you got um when I first heard that my parents were starting a podcast about their marriage I I was like they're not qualified. <laughs> I already um, knew this was going last. And then I watched or not watched. I listened to a couple of the episodes and um I was justified in my thinking. Oh. <laughs> like they were explaining like how like they became a couple and like how dad came with the approach and like all this intricacies and I was like there's so many times this relationship should have died <laughs> so I don't know if it's for the best or the worst that I learned to just kind of stick with it because <laughs> like there you know there were red flags <laughs> there's some real red flags there yes and uh they went ignored <laughs> And you know, you know, it worked out for you this time. It worked out this but time. Will it this work is out fascinating. Everybody? That's that's interesting. So I'm glad you said that. So are you guys millennials or Gen Zers? I kind of get. What do you identify as? I'm technically a Gen Z, but I don't like to identify with Gen Z. But I also don't like to identify with millennials because I'm not a millennial. But Gen Zs are the ones that started eating Tide Pods, and that's not me. It started eating. You remember that epidemic where everyone was eating Tide Pods? They literally had to change. They literally had to change the color of Tide Pods to make them look less like edible. Oh, and you don't identify That's with not, them? I'm, no. <laughs> Jordan, what are you? I am a millennial, I think. You identify as a millennial? Yep. Okay. So what do millennials think about relationships? And how do you think millennials may differ between what what you imagine we may talk about when it comes to healthy relationships. Can I actually just clear something up? Uh-oh. Uh, if you were born in between 1981 to 1996, you are a millennial. And, and uh, that's only you. <laughs> <laughs> if 
I'm on the one you You guys are Gen Z. That's so what I Oh said. no. He might have just mansplained you. For listeners, it's yeah. generational. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We got a mansplainer. <laughs> That's interesting because your aunt, that means your aunt, your uncle, and you are all technically millennials in that same way. Uh, my point was I don't identify as a millennial. Oh. Oh, so mm. you, you're saying, well, you get to choose, like, just because people know, put a label on you, but... I am a baby boomer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. Actually, that might be true. <laughs> so what do you think about relationships, or is it even healthy relationship dynamics like is that something that you as a younger i would definitely say you're on the younger end of the millennials for sure so when you think about healthy relationships like is that even something that's on your radar or do you guys just are you just you know you just do whatever makes you happy and when conflict arises it's like move on to the next what um i do think about like trying to like build a healthy relationship and like what I think that looks like and I also just do what I like so where do you go how do you learn healthy relationship skills um silence (laughs) (laughs) all right Gen Z Uh, uh, on the real I listen to a lot of podcasts (laughs) oh my god for like that even talk about relationships yes really do they talk about life love and leadership (laughs) so we're actually on the right track you just not our target demographic correct interesting Mm. okay respect (laughs) i mean you know we could take it we invited you to the show (laughs) gen z You guys are doing relationships, obviously. You re- you're doing a lot of relating, I would imagine. So what do you think about, like, the health of your relationships? Or is that even on your radar at this stage in your lives? Well, Joshua's gesturing for me to go. So I personally am not, I don't really have relationships on my radar right now. Okay. I feel like there's a like a there's a long list of things for me to be worried about and like at the bottom of that list. Are you saying this cuz I'm being like so for real. <laughs> I know I know like in the future I want to get married and I want to have a family and like all that stuff but like r- like today like right now You're not thinking about it's it. It's not for really real, for something real. I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Josh, what do you think? Um Honestly, I'm very focused on myself. (laughs) It's a very good answer. Like, to be completely, like, I don't, I feel like I can spend a lot of time with myself without even, like, considering, like, oh, let's go hang out with other people. Mm -hmm. To, like, a fault, to the Mm -hmm. point where, like, I don't maintain healthy relationships Mm. frequently. And it hurts me greatly. (laughs) Because, like, to me, if I don't talk to you for, like, a month, we're still cool. It's just, I'm doing me, you know? Mm. But for other people who's, like, 
whose love language is quality time, unlike myself. Like, they will need me to reach out and be like, hey, you want to go get lunch or something? And I'm not the type of person that generally does that. <laughs> so. At least we honest, child. Yeah. That's, that's tight. So you enjoy your own company. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So less intense topic. Favorite holiday traditions. Are you excited about Thanksgiving? And if so, what are you most excited about? I'm most excited about the moment when my sweet potatoes and my mac and cheese touch for the very first time <laughs> on my plate. You don't like your food to touch. Except <laughs> for the sweet potatoes and the mac and cheese. The combination, the flavors. That, that is my favorite holiday tradition. And I wish I was one. All right. Um... I would say I'm excited. I was most excited to see uh, Josh and Jewel. I haven't seen them in a while. (laughs) Welcome back. Yes. (laughs) So seeing family, the food. Um, I'd like to state for the record, I'm like not particularly excited. You're not excited about the holiday? Well, I don't particularly care about Thanksgiving. (laughs) Like it's cool to see the family. I was telling a lot of people... I was like, I'm very excited that I get a break. Mm. I don't particularly care that it's Thanksgiving break. Okay. Interesting. So, so what's your favorite holiday? You know, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't really care about holidays like that. I mean, I, I made a whole YouTube video talking about why I hate each holiday. <laughs> <laughs> we called you Eeyore growing up. Yeah. For a reason. That's kind of, you know, if I did have depression, that would be problematic. <laughs> so... Hubby. That's the worst answer I ever heard in my life. holiday tradition. First, my, my favorite holiday tradition uh, would have to be uh, both Christmas and Thanksgiving meals because. What is it with the food in that is the That is the one time a year that my wife actually burns the kitchen down. With good food. So I can't wait for the macaroni and cheese. It's like a national holiday. My, my wife's macaroni and cheese. It, it's just amazing. So mix that with the greens. Come on through. Come on through with some cornbread. Come on through with some dressing. Come on through with that honey baked ham. Come on through with some fried chicken. Come well. on through. Listen. Listen. It's going down. It's going down. It's going down. And I cannot wait. So, what's the topic of the day? <laughs> the topic of the day today is expressing gratitude. Oh, expressing gratitude. So, you definitely want to stay tuned for that. I mean, we've talked about love languages and apology styles. Now, today we want to tackle the subject of gratitude. You know, in this season of Thanksgiving, I think uh, the reality is that everyone wants to feel appreciated. Yet sometimes we don't take time. To express gratitude and show tangible appreciation to those closest to us. Uh, So today we want to discuss three key ideas around demonstrating gratitude in your relationship. I like it. But before we get into that, I'm really interested in knowing what's going on in that pretty little head of yours. What's on your mind this week? What is on my mind this week? Well, obviously I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. I'm Mm. super excited to have my kids home. Um, Or can I still call y'all kids? Yes. You know, call me your kid, call me your child, call me your daughter. I feel like the longer you call me, 
like your kid, the longer I can reap the benefits of <laughs> being your kid. So. JP, children, kid? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't really have a preference. Okay. Mm-hmm. How does it feel coming home and not living here for the first Thanksgiving? It's, uh, it's weird. You're a man of so many words. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Like, um, I lived here for like, for a long time and now I like have a different home. So it's like strange. So yes, I'm excited about that. And what else is on my mind? I mean, that's really, I'm excited about sharing the fight of the week this week. And of course I have our intimacy questions for this week. So are you ready for those? Let's get down like James Brown. Easy. Some of them are easy. And um, kids, since you guys are okay with that, you can weigh in on these if you want to as well. So first question, easy. What's your favorite meal and why? So my favorite meal will be, um, it is uh, mac and cheese, fried chicken, greens, and cornbread. That's a meal. Why? Because it tastes good. (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite meal and why? What's my... You know what? It's funny. So, the first thing that comes to mind for me is tuna casserole. Tuna casserole? (laughs) If you Mm. can believe it. Wow. I know it sounds so weird, and I haven't had it in forever, but, like, all my life, that used to, anytime someone would ask me what my favorite meal was, Mm. that's what I would say, because that was my favorite dish that my grandmother made, Mm -hmm. and that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I freaking love tuna casserole. So, you mean all this time we've been running to these different steakhouses, all (laughs) I needed to do is go to the grocery store and get you some tuna casserole? It can't be done. Like, it literally can't be done. Like... I haven't, you know, I say I haven't eaten well since my grandmother died. Hmm. And I definitely, I tried to make it a few times and, you know, I did, I did okay, but it's not the same. And I respect your grandmother, uh, but I can tell you, if you have eaten your own cooking, you have eaten well. <laughs> oh, that's Facts. nice. All right, next question. Describe how you'd like to spend a perfect Sunday. A perfect Sunday uh, for me is spent um, on the golf course. I mm. uh, would love to spend an entire Sunday just playing golf. and. Um, Aren't you supposed to stay at church or something? Unwinding. I mean, I enjoy church. <laughs> uh, yeah. But golf course. Yeah, I, I have regular devotionals. I enjoy church, the Assembly of the Saints, but... My perfect Sunday is, is, on, the golf is on the golf course. Wow. Yeah, me, God, and nature. Don't miss that. <laughs> me, God, and nature. Got it. So I love binge watching TV on the weekend. So like, no responsibility. Snuggling in my blankie. Sofa. Binge watching great TV. And yes, food delivery. Mm. Snacks. Last question, scale of one to ten, how messy are you to live with? Um, I think I am a, gosh, so, hmm, about a five, middle of the road. About a five? Yeah, middle of the road. Okay. Where do you rank yourself? Um, I guess if you're a five... 
I would be a... 13? I was thinking six, <laughs> maybe seven. You shot too low. Seven at the most. I think it's closer to dad's a four and mom's a six. Or okay. maybe a seven, mom might be a seven, so then dad would be a four and a half. I think mom's at least a seven. Yeah, you're probably a seven. But, like, you're not that messy. Like, you're messy. But then, like, if the house is clean, you'll keep it clean. Yes. Ish. But Ish. if the house isn't already clean, then you're not gonna you're not gonna clean it, and you're not gonna keep it clean. You know what I mean? Okay. And what do you all know that your dad doesn't clean? I does doesn't anybody clean. notice? Dad doesn't clean, but does he really? Do you know where no, he no, leaves no. his? No, no, Speak it to the mic. <laughs> to the mic. Go ahead and say what you just said. He doesn't clean, but he also doesn't yeah. leave his stuff around. Exactly. It's, it's, As often. Okay. There's some things he leaves around, but maybe he, he doesn't leave as many as many as things many as things. I leave around. And also we don't leave I'll give you stuff. that. How important do you guys think house cleaning is to relationship? Very important. Mm. You have roommates. I do have roommates. What's that? I can't so so yeah. I have roommates and I'm friends with my roommates, so it's all good there. Basically So you're mean to your roommates because No, you're... I'm not mean. I'm not oh. mean. But I don't I will say I do I clean a lot more than I would if I lived by myself. Gotcha. Because I have roommates. That's helpful. Joshua, you have roommates. A roommate. A roommate. Um, what I've learned about myself, if there's any world where he listens to this, hello, how are you? <laughs> um, is that there will be stretches of time where I'm in my room to sleep and then I'm out of my room for like ever. And that's when it'll start to get, like, dirty. Um, but I won't live in it. Like, if I don't have anything to do for, like, two days, I'm going to clean my room. He will live in it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't bother me unless I'm also living in it. And then I see he's living in it and he doesn't do anything about it. Interesting. Like, I will say also, he has more, like, a lot more stuff than I do. Mm. Like, he has more things than I think you should have in a room our size. It's not like he infringes on my space or anything. Like The line of cleanliness is very clear because mm-hmm. he does not infringe on my side. Respect. That's nice. Mad respect. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sometimes I do, I'll just like look over there and I'm just like, gross, you know? So, for the fight of the week this week, uh, we've had some tension recently in our relationship, uh, and we recently needed to get help working through uh, that tension. So, word to the wise, uh, always get help when you need it. Uh, The Bible teaches this, that in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. So, always get help when you need it uh, in your relationship. So Early and often, that's what I say. Early and often. I think that people, sorry, I interrupted you. Can't you? Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say, people, um, we have a family therapist or a family counselor that we that has been serving our family. I think we've talked about this for years and years um, that has supported our family over the years. Um, 
you know, for just different things. And, you know, sometimes we go in for maintenance. And um, I think that it's important. Like one of the um, um, important tools, like it's an important tool that you have at your disposal Mm -hmm. um, so that you don't wait until things are so bad that, you know, you haven't been speaking for weeks and weeks or, you know, like you wait until it's like so you know, far gone that it's hard to make your way back. So as soon as, you know, we kind of notice that we're not necessarily aligned and on the same page, we sashay our little selves in to um, see our favorite therapist. Absolutely. And so I think much of the uh, tension that kind of bubbled up this time was really framed around the fact that we needed to recalibrate our relational rhythm uh, and how we engage and spend time with one another in our new relationships. So the reality is that we had spent uh, the last 24 years um, of our marriage raising our kids. Uh, but now that the kids are gone, it opens up new pockets of time. Uh, and it's important that we intentionally define how we'll adjust uh, to account for this extra time and, and just kind of what this new context of relationship will look like. Yeah, I think that what we realized was, you know, we've been talking about being empty nest-ish, mm-hmm. but we hadn't really processed being empty nest-ish and what that meant to our relationship. So, like you said, we've actually never had a relationship where we didn't have children. Hmm. Um, we had kids from the very beginning of, of our, our marriage, marriage. Of our marriage, yeah. Of our marriage. And so this is the first time in our life that we've not had another human being to be responsible for. Um, and our relationship, generally speaking, has led with that. You know, their schedule, their education, their life, their doctor appointment, their health, their whatever. And now it's like, oh, we get to be first? Mm. Nice. And so I've been being first in my life and you've been being first in your life. And, you know, we also lost our labor in the house (laughs) in terms of... Thank God for that. On behalf of all children present, I want to say... So, you know, who's taking care of the household chores and, you know, are we having dinner together, family meal time and some of the traditions that we used to do and value because we were intentional about raising the children since they were gone. We didn't have that anymore. Um, And so that was causing conflict. Um, And we didn't necessarily recognize it as that at the time. It was just you know, communication breakdowns and little arguments and little power struggles. And, you know, we just kind of had enough of those where it was like, okay, we need a mediator. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this week, uh, the fight of the week uh, really wasn't a fight per se, uh, I think, but accumulation of just small breakdowns uh, that really, really warranted getting help and assistance and kind of processing through Uh, And so we definitely recommend that you do that. If you find yourself in a place where you need help, go get help. So what did you learn? Uh, I think the the one thing I learned uh, that our uh, uh, counselor started with is that I'm not ready for a divorce. 
Mm. Uh, which was where she started with. And it was like a shock of recognition uh, in the questioning because it was just immediately like, okay, before we get into this, let me be clear. Uh, are you ready for a divorce? And she asked the question of both of us and, and neither of us was ready for a divorce. So I think that's I know it I, was kind of like clutch my pearls. Like, why are you saying that? You know, yeah. like who says that? Like, and Who leads with that? I know. And yet we were Can I tell like, you what's wrong first? No. <laughs> right. And yet we were like sitting on opposite ends of the bed, right? Or opposite ends of the couch, mm-hmm. you know? So it did offer some perspective because it's like, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. I'm not talking to you. So we're on opposite ends of the couch. And then she's like, so, you know, where are you in the continuum? You know, are you considering divorce and it was like no no like this isn't that like why are you saying that you know now we're ready to fight her right you know <laughs> so. right. right i came here so you could help us process through this like but yeah so that was perspective i think what stood out to me was um we were we're both wrong hmm. um no matter how right we feel mm-hmm. um i think when you bring in a third party you learn that you there's some immaturity on your part or you know she was like you guys are you know sound like a four and six year old you know mm-hmm. and it's like you know i hate that because i feel real passionate about my point and yeah. you feel real passionate about your point and you both feel like you're right I know. And it turns out we're both wrong. Mm. So um, shout out to our amazing family therapist. We can give you a referral if you need one. And um, we will continue to work on it and encourage everybody else to do it as well. Amen. All right, so for today's topic of the day, uh, we want to talk about expressing gratitude. Uh, And let's be honest, uh, you know, this one is a very, very, very important aspect of any relationship because no one likes to feel taken advantage of or taken for granted. So it's important to the health and well-being of your relationship, romantic or otherwise, uh, that you understand and apply these keys that we'll be talking about today with respect to gratitude. So in keeping with that trend of thought, the the first key that I would point to about expressing gratitude is to, number one, learn to count your blessings. Uh, you know, you can do this by keeping a gratitude journal just as one example of things you're grateful for. Uh, so a prerequisite, in my estimation, for expressing gratitude is first recognizing that you have something to be grateful for. Uh, I think far too often the noise of negative things can block Uh, And in some cases, blind us to the blessings that are right in front of our eyes. And and this is important because anything of value that you perpetually neglect, you will eventually lose, uh, be it your health, finances, and even your relationships. So being cognitively aware of the blessings in your life is critical. It's a critical component to expressing gratitude. So number two says, say thank you. Uh, Acknowledging when your partner does something nice for you, even when you consider it routine, never take it for granted. Uh, If they cook or make the bed 
or gas your car, whatever they may do to support and assist you, always say thank you. Uh, because whatever you praise in your partner and in your relationship will be magnified and will be repeated. So you definitely want to make sure that you show appreciation uh, because that's key to making sure that that behavior is repeated. Number three says return the kindness. While it may be better to give than receive, everyone still enjoys receiving from time to time. So find a way to return the kindness shown to you in a way that will be recognized and appreciated by your spouse. Uh, this can often start a loop of goodwill and trust in the relationship, and it makes deposits in their love bank. And so focusing on these three aspects of expressing gratitude in tangible ways that they recognize will be key to building a healthy relationship that lasts. All right, we're going to call that a show. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to continuing the conversation on Facebook or Instagram. If you have a topic suggestion or a question, submit it to SuccessfulMarriages.org. This is Life, Love, and Leadership. The Life, Love, and Leadership podcast is a presentation of Marissa Q. Payne International, Dr. James Payne Speaks, and the Foundation for Successful Marriages. Connect with us, find us and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to learn more about our guests, show notes, services, events, or to get involved, visit SuccessfulMarriages.org. Life, Love, and Leadership is another positive production of Rare Gem Productions. Thanks for listening.